What is LeBron's email sign-off? Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where everything is an extended metaphor for female fertility and the societal pressures that come with it. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. And I'm Jordan Liggins. Um, Okay, I was thinking in honor of Summer League, which is in Vegas, as you know, again this year. It wasn't last year. They had to postpone because of COVID. I guess actually like permanently postpone. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids didn't get it last year, and this is their first chance, which has happened with a lot of things. But in honor of it being back and it being in Vegas, you and I could play a game and go through some underdog teams in terms of what drugs you'd have to do to convince yourself to cheer for them. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Am I? (laughs) Have you been watching it? What? I'm going to fail this so, so bad. Um, I have been watching. I watched the first day and um, I feel like it's on all day. So I have a job so I can't sit and watch it all day but it's it's fun I think there's like 50 people on the bench for each team and I think that was partially because a lot of people missed out last year um so that's what I've been thinking about I'm like if you get two minutes people are just going crazy helter skelter trying to show that they can do something in those two minutes so I Kind of feel bad, but I'm also happy that they're there. Yeah, it's a rapid tryout. It's, it's yes. that's got to be kind of an uncomfortable feeling if you know that. Actually, it's uncomfortable from a lot of different people's levels because the pressure is different everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you are a top pick and you're at summer league, and you don't want, you know, you just you want to eagerly, you're so eager to impress. There's pressure on you there. If you are a absolute nobody, maybe there's the least pressure on you from the public's viewpoint, but there's actually a lot of pressure on you internally because this is your chance. Mm-hmm. If you're an older dude who really, really needs this, and this is like your la- one of your last chances, there there was that guy who was in like a Celtics jersey and he's blonde and he looks like he's 50. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I did see that photo. <laughs> I still don't know who that guy is. Me At first either. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, someone just walked in from Vegas and was like, oh yeah, give me give me a jersey. That's that's what some of these players look like. You have no idea where they came from, but you're you're like, okay, well, here's your shot. Like, surprise me. Like, we're all just sitting back. Like, impress me. Show show us what you got. Yeah, exactly. Have you been impressed? Um, I actually was watching Jalen Green, and it made me realize that I didn't watch a lot of G League games like at all. So I felt like I was more familiar with the college players coming in and not so much the top prospects uh, coming straight from the G League. So watching him play, I was like, okay, he has great curly hair, first of all, probably best hair in the draft. And it's how he creates his shot, how he finds a way to the rim it's exciting. And I think that's what um, I know Houston is like. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so excited to to maybe win some games. Yeah, he's fantastic. Houston didn't have to be in that very depressing place for a long time like most teams do. True. It was like one season. They're very, but they were low <laughs> in terms low. of like rock bottom. They've hit. Yeah, they've hit it. But then they're bouncing right back up. So like ricocheted off. 
Yeah, he's looked fantastic. I honestly, I've been uh, traveling and have not watched more than like, oh, that, you know, Cade's going to play. Let me turn on the mm-hmm. the Pistons game. But uh, I really actually have been checking more than like checking for highlights, checking for stat line, checking for whatever, especially, you know, this is kind of like my time to give myself permission a bit to be off Twitter. But something I am checking religiously is like, what is happening to Dennis Schroeder? Mm. It's the it's the most bizarre thing to me. Still, nobody has signed him. Maybe this will be like a bad time capsule because we record we're recording this on Tuesday morning. Yeah. And it feels like it's inevitable, but it's felt like it's inevitable to me for the past couple of days. And it's like crickets. It's crickets. <laughs> and it's not like he's an ineligible, helpful guard. But yeah. I mean, there are just, you know, it's it's it reminds me a lot of when Nerland's Noel had his like, I'm gonna bet on myself time mm-hmm. and turn down his deal because Dennis Schroeder. First of all, he's like caramel caramel for me because I kept I keep saying I say I go Schroeder one day, Schroeder the next day. It's like a test of how I'm feeling about him and maybe myself. I don't know. I have to I have to look more into that. But he turned down that 84 million extension mm, yeah. with the Lakers in the middle of last season, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it's risky, even at the time. And then it was just he had COVID. He was really bad during the Lakers playoff really series against bad. The, the really bad. Really <laughs> bad. Do you remember the 0 for 9 game? Yes. I remember the 0 for 9 game. And that oh, was when Harry just Harry says he just signs with the he just signed with the Celtics for the mid level exception. Oh, of course. That's good. Seconds, Seconds ago. ago. Okay, good. That means <laughs> I did. Because I swear I've been looking like religiously. Oh, that's good. Good for him. Yeah, that is good for him. Um, well, yeah, yeah the Celtics so, did need. I mean, they no, don't they have do need that anymore. Yeah, that that's they, actually a good fit. Well, it's a okay. It's kind of a weird personality fit because that doesn't seem like the energy of the team. But otherwise, that makes a lot of sense to me. Kemba's out of there. Mm-hmm. They do need outside shooting. He's not going to give that to them. <laughs> yeah, unless he's not. he. <laughs> Unless it's a weird uptick on, you know, his his little fluctuating career situation. But yeah, Kemba's out of there. They need help. They need something. Boston's just kind of in a very actually odd spot. Yeah. And talk about pressure. Mm -hmm. Like they just have the pressure of consistently being pretty good, you know, and and I think they have the same maybe impatience that the Blazers do mm-hmm. or have for the past couple of years, except for their team has changed quite a bit and they also have like much younger stars. So I don't think they have as much to nearly as much to worry about. But yeah. yeah, actually let me just pull up this roster real quick. And it's even though they have a new coach, like the pressure has not, you know, has not dwindled at all. Like, we also have a hard time feeling like anything's going to be that different. Yeah. Yeah. This is just not a very good team. Like, it's okay, better defensively with Josh Richardson. Okay. Yeah. Pairing him with Marcus Smart, it's giving you much better backcourt defense than Kemba did last year. Add Dennis into that. Yeah. Where's the shooting help? That, I know. that definitely like signing Dennis. I'm, we're not on a first name basis. 
I don't know it's him. So weird he doesn't have one of those name names like LeBron. <laughs> but I just can't. Like I can't keep doing the Schroeder shroud. It's just I'm getting into my own head. <laughs> yeah. I. Okay. So we've lost Kemba, Evan Fournier, Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. Ojale. That hurts. I know that hurts them. He's a fan favorite. Brought in Josh Richardson. Uh, who else is new? Al Horford, Chris Dunn. Al Horford. Bruno and Ennis Cantor. Okay, the Ennis Cantor thing is actually really funny. (laughs) He signed a one-year deal, which is like very tiny, under $3 million. Um, I think whatever the minimum is. He's gone... 2019, he was in Portland. 2020, Uh he was in Boston. 2021, he's back in Portland. Now, for this 2022 season, he's back in Boston. And when they traded him originally, when Boston traded him originally... He was traded for the wording. It was so like sad because at the time we didn't know what the draft picks were. So what they say is future draft considerations from the Grizzlies. And so what it sounds like (laughs) is just that they're like, hey, one day we might, you know, we might like think of you down the line, give you something for him, maybe a little draft pick, fruit basket. Throw that in, little mini muffins. Mini muffins, yeah, exactly. Tickets to a game, I don't know. Um, but I, it ended up being like two, two second rounders. It was not, yikes. Yeah, exactly. But he loved it there, and I think they loved him back. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a happy um, reunion. You know, you always, 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 always know what you're getting with cancer. Mm-hmm. But the downside of that is you're not getting that much (laughs) (laughs) you know what you're getting but you're expecting the minimum so if he oh you know outperforms that it's a miracle but it's mostly gonna be you know couple rebounds it's offensive rebounding yeah it's offensive rebounding yeah um put him inside that that's where he he lives that's where he's good the other thing is like they could definitely use another power forward Mm -hmm. just looking at this you got to wonder what Al, For- Al Horford has left. <laughs> Besides his great eyelashes, I really don't know. And I I, yeah. I wonder what that homecoming is going to be like. I mean. It's a bit weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the good news is, like, at least Al Horford, you're never, you're never thinking like, oh, Al Horford, the uh, so hyper-athletic, so you know, the the things that will transfer over should still transfer over. True. High high basketball IQ and all the things people love to say about him. The Celtics just seem to walk in place. Like, that's what these moves mm. say to me. Yes. Getting like rid of Kemba, actually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except for they're not really going anywhere. Yeah, they're not they're going anywhere faster. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like that, but it's actually a trick. And other teams are walking by them at the normal pace. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. They're like, wait, how are they passing us? They're, it's it's not a lot of like huge improvement. It, you're, you're relying on the same thing you were last year with the Celtics, which is how good are – Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going to be and that's mm-hmm. that's the upside of this team yeah so you have the same exact upside the good news is um you're still in, starting in a pretty solid place and that is something that I just I, I want everyone to appreciate a bit more because mm-hmm. you know it, okay this reminds me of like I was listening to this um 
<laughs> Actually, I was overless. I was eavesdropping. These people were <laughs> having this conversation about the bulls. I was at this barbecue with strangers. And uh, first of all, just really interesting, lovely. Like, thank you so much for hosting me. I don't think any of them, except for these two guys, were basketball fans and would in any way know about this podcast. But uh, they were like, at one point, bringing up defensive rating in an argument. And so I just like very, I like, you know, moonwalked out of the frame. I was like, I just don't want any part of this conversation. Um, But they were talking about the Bulls. And so obviously the Bulls like are a completely different team. Yeah. And I'm sure Bulls fans are very, very excited. They have DeMar DeRozan. They still have Zach Levine. They have Lonzo Ball. They have internet darling Patrick Williams. (laughs) Um, And the argument was that, but they're still not enough to be a championship team. You know, they're not, this is not enough. They're not going to, make it and they've invested so much into this and they're not going to be able to pivot later on and at least before they had the freedom to pivot yeah um, which is arguable because I think that there is some definitely some irony for some teams in us calling free agency uh having the word like agency in it because I don't think a <laughs> lot don't of have teams a have yeah much of a choice of like what's coming yeah, their way exactly but the Bulls for years have been like well we are young and we have possibilities and we could dive in any direction you're never going to expect it and this is really a commitment Mm -hmm. perhaps for the first time since the jimmy d commitment this Mm -hmm. is a a commitment to a a team that is not necessarily older but i mean demar certainly is you're you're, you know your best player well i'm not going to put him above Zach but you're yeah, you know that's, you're that's tough. one of your two best players is is in his window mm-hmm. so no do I think they're enough to be a championship team no look at the Nets I mean you know they're not probably this team isn't even getting out of the east and that's completely ignoring like their reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks the yeah. heat you know who now have Kyle Lowry all of these teams there's I'm sure like if we go through it actually they're they're probably situated to end up in the lower middle half of the East. But it's the same thing with me to the Celtics in a way where it's like, you're putting yourself at a really good starting point. And that actually isn't, is enough. Right. And there's a conception that it's not because of player empowerment era and uh, teams building very, very quickly with a lot of talent, but the, Suns made the finals mm-hmm. not based on player empowerment. The Heat before them, in very similar fashion, even though Jimmy went there and he was recruited there, but like they, they did the same thing. And it's because both of the teams had put themselves in good enough positions for enough years. I right. mean, with the Suns, you you know, you're kind of like now we're looking back and we're like, yeah, good positioning. Like speaking of the Bulls campaign. Uh, maybe we didn't know it was good enough positioning, but yeah, what happened with them was slowly but surely. It wasn't like overnight. Oh, we signed Devin Booker. We signed Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. The Heat obviously receded. The Suns. I'm curious to see if they're going to recede. The Heat receded after their final trip, but they were in good enough positioning to have a bounce back if they could just get a signing, and they did. Yep. Now they have Kyle Lowry. So I I don't think that the Celtics are in a bad spot at all. If anything, you know, I think the impatience is natural, but these players are still extremely young. And getting yourself to that Bulls 
baseline, that uh, Celtics baseline, a lot of teams are flirting, have been flirting with that. And for two teams, the past two finals runs, we've seen that it's really paid off Mm -hmm. to just have yourself in there. And also, it's not fun to lose forever. (laughs) It's not. It really isn't. I think they had an amazing time last year. (laughs) I feel like the Bulls just have a framed picture of the Suns team, like in their locker room of like, we could be that. Like if we, you know, build this, if we work hard, if we add these pieces that no one's really heard of, then it's possible. Um, and I like what you said about the Celtics, too, because they're not starting from the bottom, but it's a little bit like the Lakers where the expectation is so high. The expectation is championship or nothing. So if you're not there and you're not at that level, then everyone's up in arms. It's a fire. What are we going to do? Whereas the Bulls, it's like, can we get a winning record? That's a win for us. Like for so long. I think they're ecstatic with how last year panned out. I would be too. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's really encouraging, and that's why I think that there there is a possible sun trajectory for them, which isn't necessarily to say finals team, but it's just to say, or you know, I, obviously I'm talking about beyond just this season exclusively, but mm-hmm. putting yourself. I also, and I've said this forever. I really, really, really think it's underrated getting younger players on a team that is winning. Mm-hmm. There are a number of players who I think if they've ever been on a winning culture in a professional league in their life, things would be a lot different for them. Yeah. Because it is very stunning and shocking to come from being one of the best college players on, you know, a college team that probably made it to like at least the Elite Eight was very good, was very exciting to being drafted in a lottery position and then going to, no offense, but it's happened over and over again, the Wolves, and then not learning how to win in the NBA. It's kind of, it's almost like a form of, the yips it's it's like a very mm-hmm. it's a very mental thing where you have to understand how to win in a setting and that actually helps a lot so even doing that at a level where you're saying well they're never really going to take it to the next level with this team are they yeah maybe not but that's not to say that this isn't a wonderful start and i actually have a an example of a horrible start um when we come back after the break okay horrible beginnings uh <laughs> Have you been following what's happening with Goran Dragic? Oh my goodness. Oh my God. What I want to get, because he, I want to get the exact translation of what he said in that video. Well, okay, so let's set it up. He, yeah, yeah. He, obviously, Kyle Lowry, as we mentioned earlier, very f- happy for him and all the BBL jokes to come. Uh, was signed and trade traded to the Heat. And in return, Goran Dragic was sent to the Raptors. Now, I don't think the Raptors were particularly thinking of him as their long-term solution, their long-term guy. Uh, nobody will ever replace Kyle in their hearts. He certainly might not even replace them, like, in any capacity, Um, But it turns out that he did not want them either or was at least thinking it uh, because he went on – what do you have the link? He he went on like some Slovenian TV – yeah. Yes, yes. It was some some journalists, those dang journalists, um, asking him about, you know, Toronto and – 
basically Dragic says it in translation, which may have been lost in translation. That's what people are saying. But Toronto is not my preferred destination. I have higher ambitions. Wait, can you read the whole quote? Well, he okay. So he said that, and then what was his apology quote? Also, first of oh, all, oh yes, I don't know, like how lost in that seems that very direct, blunt. <laughs> very direct to me. I don't think that was lost in translation. Like um, I want a divorce. Yeah, uh, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so his apology, because a lot of people again were up in arms about it, and he says my message basically. To all Toronto fans is I would like to apologize. It didn't come out the right way. I know they love their team and they should be proud. It's one of the best organizations in the NBA. They've already won a championship and I didn't. So what I said, it was really not appropriate. I, I like the championship part. Yeah. You can tell he's been reading it. Twitter. I haven't even seen that on Twitter, but I know that that's what people are saying is like, well, at least. You know, we've won a championship. Of course. Anytime you win a yeah. championship, you can throw that in anyone's face. Um, but the higher ambitions, like ambitions, just really stings. I think that <laughs> that's what I was dying laughing at. Because it's like, I I want more for myself. This well, so, is just okay. a stop for me. How old is he? Let's look this up. Age. Okay. He's 35. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Here, here's a little metaphor for you, if you will. Okay. It's very, very, very wrong. The pressure we receive as women to get married and have a baby and, and do all of that uh, before a certain age. And the age is like mm-hmm. not even real, by the way. I have a friend whose gyno told her like, yeah, you should probably start planning if you want to have kids at like 36, 37, not have them like plan. Yeah. Like I, she's like, you know, you have until then. So and you know what's funny is it's like almost a little bit societally the same timeline. Like that women yeah. are on to have babies <laughs> and NBA players. players are to age out of the NBA. <laughs> That's so Especially true. a guard who will like get in the paint like Goran. So in a way, you know, let's say that like uh, you meet a guy and he's – He's young. You know, mm-hmm. you're 35. You're Goran's age. He's, but he's like, he's 26. Okay. And for cougar. some reason, he's matured. And you're like, well, that's interesting. And maybe he's even appealing. Mm-hmm. This is like one of the strongest hypotheticals I've ever done because I'm all, like, I can feel the vomit coming. Okay. So <laughs> for some reason, this 26-year-old, let's actually just bump it up to 28 because I feel like I can get myself, I'm like, feel myself getting like sweaty even <laughs> Just thinking about 26. Yeah, it's like that's a young 26 is like you are you have a lot to learn. Okay. Yeah, 28 is more, you know, realistic. At for the, the same maturity. time, you're 35, he's 28. Maybe he's not ready to settle down. He doesn't have his things lined up to settle down. Yet you're thinking, well, I'd like to have um five kids. Cause again, I'm trying to not play into this society. Actually, this is we're not I'm not saying this. Me and Jordan aren't saying this. Society is saying this. Yes, this is society. You want to get married and have kids and you think you need to do that like pretty soon. Mhm. Or you're going to age out of it, right? I don't really yes. think what he's saying is all that different. Not at all. I don't think it is and you know, is that what any fan base wants to hear? No. Are Toronto fans in the best possible way 
and I've never used this word as to mean anything in a negative context. Sensitive? Yes, they are. Because for many years, they were ignored, mm-hmm. invalidated, tossed to the side. Then they won a championship. And almost the same thing happened like overnight. Overnight. So I, can, I, I understand. I completely understand why they are so defensive of their team. Because it is a team that's been ignored. For all the times that we've talked about, you know, this caliber Celtics team should the Raptors have been in some kind of conversation if we look back over like 10 years. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I have, an, I have another metaphor, and this is actually something that really happened. Great. I love your okay. metaphor. I think this it's might be better perfect. because I really, I feel like a pit in my stomach even bringing up the, like, we, you know. <laughs> but you're, you're right. You're right. What society okay, is saying. So you're, you're correct. But yes, let's hear the, the, the other metaphor. Okay, story time for you. And I'm going to um, use her real name because this blows me away to this day. I had this friend in college named Now, was absolutely in love with this guy who was, by all accounts, pretty terrible. Mm. Like, he's okay now. I think from, you know, 3 a.m. Oh, what's this, you know, person doing? Oh, it's moms, cousins, whatever. Like the Instagram, if your Instagram's unlocked, I've been on it. There's no doubt in my mind or yours. Like I've been on it. I found my way on it somehow. He was pretty bad in college. Um, Very fratty, sort of misogynistic, like underlying. So it's almost like you never even noticed it because it just was in everything that he said. Like one of those fiscally conservative, socially liberal type guys. God, yeah. Great hair though, like great hair. Oh, Okay. Um, so they're on and off for years. All the while, his friend loves her, just Aww. loves her, thinks she's so funny. She was. Thinks they'd be so great together. They would have been. Thinks women are people. <laughs> they are. Et cetera. Aww. So my friend like so clearly does not like this guy. So clearly that she's openly saying to his friends and on social media because she's annoyed by it on social media in English, which all parties, you know, if if all parties uh, in this story spoke Slovenian, maybe that would make it funnier. It would yeah. actually have been really interesting. That would have been an added element to the story if she communicated that she really didn't like guy number two in like a different language. <laughs> Lennon got lost <laughs> in translation. That's he heard I don't something know how you different. say in Slovenian, but yeah. Here's the lesson of that story. I'll make this very quick for you. Raptors fans. My friend is now married happily to guy number two. Oh. Which is all to say public shit talkings as the beginning of a relationship, even before you enter into the relationship together, can be looked past and lead to something very fulfilling and very happy. What a great story. I'm so happy for and that yeah, means that the, the Raptors have another championship in there, <laughs> in their future. Wow. Yeah. Great story. Great story. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh, yeah. The ring metaphor. Wow. That like that actually. Uh-huh. See what I did there? I didn't even count on it being that good. <laughs> there was levels to that metaphor. It was great. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know that he's coming back from that, to be honest. It was, they might it not was have a really choice, tough. though. He was laughing, too, in the video. He had a little smirk. Like, he meant every word that he said, which is just 
I think it was also he like had a, a Toronto sweatshirt thrown over his shoulder. I think he was being honest and higher having higher ambitions is never a bad thing. I think you just don't say that to the press. You keep that to yourself. Next time you turn somebody down, just say, I have higher ambitions. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's going to be my new line for everything. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the rule changes have already been enforced, the new rule changes in Summer League? Yes. And a lot of players are already upset, first of all, just in the comments on Instagram. I love everyone being like, that's a foul. That's a foul. But there's there are rules to this. And I'm actually proud of the NBA. I never say that phrase, but I'm actually proud of them for enforcing these rules because it wasn't a lot of them aren't basketball like their rules to the refs in the NBA, knowing that you can get a shot or get a foul call. It's not what you grow up learning how to do. Isn't that the language that they used to? Was that the... I don't even think they summarized all of the the rule changes in one. I don't think it's summarizable in any way except right. for that they're enforcing the limitations of quote-unquote non-basketball moves. Yeah. Which is just essentially saying like, this is no place here. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting... Like rule changes are always unpopular mm-hmm. in the beginning of anything in everywhere. No one likes change. Everyone should listen to our uh, defensive rule change episode. Mm, nice yeah. plug. When they got they got rid of a uh, legal defense, which was literally zone defense. So yeah, I've come a long way. Long because... way. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So some of these are like direct subtweets. The NBA's Twitter account tweeted out examples of the. Things you can't do now. One mm-hmm. of them says, quote, the shooter launches or leans into a defender at an abnormal angle. You think James Harden saw that and was just like, OK, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> just at me next time. <laughs> the offensive player abruptly veers off his path sideways or backwards into a defender. Again, <laughs> my favorite one was the uh, arm hooks and the kicks like a shooter yep. can't kick his leg up and he can't arm hook because those are ones that have always been. Yeah, you know, obviously. Yes, yes. And then they're going to result in, I mean, that's the other thing about rule changes is that it's if they don't have clear, clear ways to interpret them, clear ways to enforce them, it, that you're going to get a lot more negative feedback and pushback than you want. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, essentially they said some of these are going to be no calls. Some of them are going to be, called as fouls against the offensive player who initiated them. And it's, defen- it's you know, it depends on how much contact the offensive player is pushing off with. Uh, yeah, I hope that it's they don't try to make a point by making a lot of them fouls because then we're just really slowing down the game. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. It's going to be, what are we going to get? Are we going to get refs trying to be all-stars and like, look at me, I read the new rule book, so I'm going to make every call? That's what we don't want to see. We're not here to see the refs. So it's going to be interesting. I like that they're implementing it in summer league. So everyone's going to be able to see these concrete examples. And even in the NBA Twitter thread, it's like, here's Paul George doing exactly what not to do, which is always my favorite example. But I love the video clips of like, this is what we're talking about. None of those video clips that were examples of like clarifying these new rule changes as things that people have done in the past. None of them were of Harden 
I know. Trey Young or Damian Lillard. <laughs> I know. I think that was purposeful. They're like, okay, we're going to pick, uh, you know, just some not super popular players. We don't want everyone mad at us, but it, it was like they should have just added James Harden. This should be go down. It should have been the entire the thread. Role. Yeah. The whole thread should have <laughs> been. And like some of these aren't aren't even directed at him particularly, but they should have just like found something from like his sophomore year at <laughs> in high school or whatever. <laughs> no beard. <laughs> no, that's. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to see. You know, like I said, nobody likes change. I feel like this is gonna be the talk of every time this happens. It's gonna be a challenge. They're gonna have to review it. Like it's gonna we're gonna have to go through this whole whole process again. But I like it for the sport. I think it it was getting a little out of control. Um, they tried to make some rule changes with the rip through. This is a taking it a step further because players have taken it a step further. So I like it. I'm for it. Well, it will definitely speed up the game, which mm-hmm. is a plus for everybody if these result in no calls. And if it's dangerous, obviously it needs to be called a foul. Yeah. But people people cut this shit out, you know, also like if it's – they cut it out if like you're not getting called and you just miss getting back on defense because you're complaining to the ref. Yeah. So. Hopefully that's what comes out of this. You got to wonder, like every time I think about this and you brought up the point of hopefully the refs don't make it about them, which happened quite a bit these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like what what personality result are you getting in those tests we have to take in college that says ref? Like what? Ooh. What's the astrological sign? What's the love language? What is the daddy issues like what happens that you want to be a ref I ref soccer when I was younger and like that's brutal it's fucking brutal it's horrible parents are so mean so mean and the NBA players are are mean too I feel like you have to have such thick skin um so yeah I'm curious like how are they in in you know their regular life like if I think Someone they do get paid pretty off. well. Yeah. But I'm like, I'd rather do something illegal and get paid really well than do what you guys do. I would. I'd rather That's be amazing. running against the law. <laughs> 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 Kidding. Um, yeah, we should look up the majority. We should like look through all of the refs I might and do, do some that. kind of analysis. What are those all those like personality tests? Have you ever taken those? Yeah, like your um, Enneagram. Yeah. What what number are you? I'm curious. Do you? Do I don't you know which that? one that one is. When you're like, I'm a three, so it's like you're overly ambitious to like a perfectionist. All the 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 bad parts. Okay. Um, and then enough. it's like, <laughs> what are you? So I'm a three, and then um, for like the strengths quest. I know we took that in college for like your top oh, five I strengths. That. I remember that. Of course, competition was my number one. No surprise. No surprise there. Um, I was also includer, relater. Uh, oh, I don't know. I always say these on like job interviews because they really make me sound really good. I don't know what my other ones are, but Absolute I like Absolute cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Wouldn't that be funny if you're in a job interview and you just threw in ones that, like were not, <laughs> not mine? <laughs> 
A we really, cheater. we really should look what the a cheater. <laughs> uh, we should look at the what the refs. Well, I mean, I guess it's not public information, but we should because it's a, it takes a special type of person. Hacking exists. Yeah, we could get a hacker. Yeah, I've been wanting to get a hacker. There's a couple of things I want to figure out. Just okay. purely for NBA stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's let's dive deeper into that. All right, next time. <laughs> I want to know what's happening behind the scenes, Adam. Mr. Silver. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Actually, I bet his emails are just really boring. So boring. What do you think his sign off is? Cheers. Yes. Yeah. It's that's cheers. It. It's definitely cheers. Cheers, yeah. comma. What was David Stern's? Bye. Bye. No. I think he just wrote David. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't write thanks. He didn't write best. Maybe just D. Like he just not even. I do. I just do H name. and somebody one day was like, that's sociopathic. And I did not know that. What? I know. You learn something about yourself something about yourself every day. Someone? That's what I'm gonna put the next time I have to list off what I was, strengths finder, I'm gonna be like, um competitive. What's the one that was like talking about you're an extrovert? It a was woo. a word, a woo. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, did you all play The Sims? Because that is something completely different. <laughs> I got the results and I was like, uh-uh, I don't know what you guys are trying to say about me. Sociopath, um, good at talking to people. <laughs> like, that's, that's, I'm just going to list that off. But yeah, I, I do just the initial. I can't do both initials, obviously. Mm. My parents really did not set me up for success there. <laughs> H-O. You can around Pretty like rough. Christmas time. High school was rough. Did you lean um, into that? Yeah. No. So you know how everyone in college, did you guys have a, what are those things called? Monogram? Yes. What's like that? Okay. So listen to this. Not only am I H-O, my middle name starts with an E. And when you do the monograms, <laughs> the last name goes in the middle and it's huge. Yes. And so mine was H O E. That's like, I was like really never like get me this gift. Barn, uh, teen when yeah, it was it's a good like, thing those things are not yeah, they're they're not, not my style. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean for mul- for multiple reasons it's multiple good that they're reasons. not my style. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is the least of our worries. <laughs> um also before we go, we have to give a shout out to um, the women's team, I guess, and the men's team too, for both winning gold <laughs> at the Olympics, but mostly the women's team. The women's team and Kevin Durant. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. That's exactly ha- it. Have the Olympics, have the men's Olympics team ever been more bored? And I don't mean boring. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that those guys look bored. <laughs> they looked bored up until the minute that they won and they could all get drunk. And I also saw this tweet from Fox News that was like, Apparently, or no, it was allegedly Kevin Durant and whoever else was out there celebrating with him when they won were drunk during the celebration. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you do you not see all of the <laughs> the champagne. Were they Classic not laughing over the Tom Brady uh, video? Remember when he was so drunk and he was like yes. walking out of that boat? He was it was embarrassing. I've never seen him like that. I mean, I guess I've never seen him in any context other than like weird little Instagrams and that that's one Instagram you know I went on there one time 3 a.m. I'm just looking through never again never returned 
<laughs> but I bet Fox News headline was like, Tom Brady elated with joy and celebrating after his his Super Bowl win. Yeah, they're probably like, uh, well, after his well-deserved, you know, da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> finally unwind. Oh, goals. He's so fun. Yeah. Everyone uh, should get to be drunk in public. Yeah. Why not? And they deserved it. I, I actually didn't see boredom. I saw stress, like especially in those first halves of like they knew the pressure that was on them after losing not only the exhibition games, but also the first game to France. Like I felt pressure just coming from the TV. So I, I think uh, Popovich, after they won, it wasn't even celebratory. It was like a sigh of relief. He's like, oh, thank exactly. God. We pulled exactly. it out. <laughs> that would have been so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Plus, and every moment now for Pop is like, this had better be good because this could be your last before you retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been mortifying. And he doesn't have another Olympics in him. There's no way. There's, yeah, there's no way. And Don Staley retired, who is the GOAT and has won gold as a player and a coach. Suber, Diana Taurasi have won five gold medals, which is just insane. And Diana joked, maybe, question mark, that she'll be back for Paris. She'll be 42 years old, which, like, why not? Let's go for it. The timeline does not exist. <laughs> the timeline does not exist. Yeah. That is the moral of, of this episode. Yeah, the timeline does not exist. Um, that is that is our show. Please leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453. Celtics fans, tell us how you feel. Bulls fans, tell us how you feel. NBA fans, tell us how you feel about these new rule changes. We want to hear it all. Um, or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com. Spencers is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, my name is Nikki, and I'm calling from Washington State, and I, first of all, love your podcast. It's my favorite podcast right now. I, I love listening to it, and I'm also calling in to just celebrate as a longtime Chicago Bulls fan and somebody who talks about how underrated DeMar DeRozan is every single t- chance that I can, especially when I have a little liquid courage. I am so excited about what the Bulls have been doing. Bye.